I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I uh, just sent you and Maury a tongue twister to your email. You'll get it in your Gmail, Mocha. I saw this the other day, and I've been thinking about it in my head ever since I saw it. Like, I lied down on the couch yesterday, and I was saying it over and over in my head. Mm-hmm. Can you get and, it? and I still had trouble doing it. Oh, shit. I eventually could get it, but it's very difficult. So I sent it to you and I sent it to Maury. I'll read it out for the people and then I want to get you guys to try. Okay. 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 So the tongue twister is a box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. Oh, God. Is this going to be one of those where when you say it quickly, it's going to sound like you're swearing? No, no, not oh, at all. Okay. Not at all. No, 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 no. It's just a regular old tongue twister. Oh, okay. And it seems simple enough, right? It, it does. doesn't actually seem that hard. Cookies in a mixer. Okay, Maury. Uh, you want to start, oh, Maury? Biscuits. Man. Okay. Okay, you Maury. it up already. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Maury. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mix. A box of mixed biscuits. A box of biscuit biscuits in a mix it mixer. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. A box of mixed biscuits. <laughs> what, Miss Bessie? Did what? Okay. A box of bi- a box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit. <laughs> okay, Mocha, go for it. Okay. Yeah. A box of mixed biscuits in a biscuit mixer. Not Boom. fast enough. No, not fast enough. Come on now. A box of mixed biscuits. A bo- <laughs> okay. A box of mixed biscuits is in a biscuit. <laughs> Why well, sound drunk? Okay. <laughs> a box of mix. A box of mixed biscuits. A box. Of- <laughs> a box of mixed biscuits is in a biscuit mix. <laughs> this is so stupid. Where'd you find this? Okay, so who cares? Just keep, keep. Come on now. A box of mixed biscuits is in a biscuit. <laughs> a box of mixed. A box? <laughs> Can I go again? Yeah, go for it, Mar. A box of Miss Bisses and a Bissa Misser. You know what I think might be better? What's I that? think if we tried to say it at the same time. You're right. 100%. I think that is the clue right there. We yeah. got to tag Help each other out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll count you okay. in, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right, gentlemen. In three, two, one. A box, a box of Miss Bisses and a Bissa Misser. Oh, my God. Did try we do it again? It? Okay, no, ready? Try again. One, two, 
Three. A, a box, box of biscuits, biscuits and a biscuit mixer. No. Are you sure? I'm positive. I think we were a lot closer okay. than One, as individuals. Two, three, go. A box, a box of, of biscuits, biscuits and a biscuit mixer. <laughs> okay, wait. Now let me hear more. You go again. Okay. A box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. Okay, a Mo box of mocha. You go now. Okay. Uh. Okay. A box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get it? No. Uh, okay. who, I, uh, who's Miss Biscuits? Okay. <laughs> down the street. Okay. Okay, okay. Mocha. You I go really do think that we were a lot closer. Okay. Give it more when we said it together. We're gonna do one more solo round and then and then again together. Okay. okay? okay. So Mocha, you go first now. Okay. okay. A box of Miss Biscuits and a biscuit mixer. Oh, close. <laughs> okay. Maury. A box of mixed biscuits and a biscuit mixer. Okay. Now the two of you. Three, two, one, go. A, a box, box of mixed biscuits, biscuits and a biscuit, biscuit mixer. mixer. <laughs> Jesus. One Nailed more time. It. One more time. Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. A, a box, box of Miss Biscuits and a Biscuit Mixer. Twins. Nailed it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got to play this for you. There's a great YouTube channel called uh, Just Rolled In. It's all car stuff, right? Mm. And these mechanics put a montage together. Um, so customer comes in, drops off the car. Guy behind the desk is like, what's wrong with your car? Customer goes this, 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 and this. And then there is customer comment section, right, to okay. describe what is wrong with the car. And these are all, I don't know what's wrong, but my car sounds like blank. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so gotcha. these are all cars that have problems, and customers have described what that sound is, and they're wildly accurate. Customer states, my vehicle sounds like an elephant. Oh my God. <laughs> Customer states, whenever I roll the driver window down, it sounds like somebody screaming. <laughs> Customer states, their vehicle sounds like a dolphin when turning. Holy guys! <laughs> Customer states, their vehicle sounds like Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Customer states, truck sounds like a snare drum. <laughs> so good. Customer states, their vehicle is making farting noises. That's the, that is the, you know, on newer cars, when you open the, where you put the gas in, like the gas hole, I guess it's called. I don't know. Is it called, is it called the gas hole? So, you know how some of them have oh like a little, God. a little flap over the front of them now that you have to push through the flap, when you, the, the flap over the hole? Yeah, the, the flap over the gas hole. <laughs> that's, that's what's making the farter sounds. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Black History Month. Yep. If you go to our website, kiss925.com, entire section there dedicated to Black History Month. If you get a chance, check it out, do some reading, do some learning. Shem, executive producer of the Roz and Mocha Show. Mm hmm. Put together what you described to me behind the scenes as uh, the most important song you've ever. Written, you've heard a lot of the songs on the Raza Mocha show, written and sung or rap by Shem. Mm -hmm. um, this one for you, why was it so impactful? I guess 
Um, well, firstly, just stylistically, it was actually probably the hardest to write. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I, I try to be as informative, but also, you know, touching as I, as I possibly could. And, you know, it, it held a different meaning. You know, normally when I cover the, the Rosmoka monthly recaps, I'm, I'm recapping things that have happened in pop culture that are a little bit more impersonal. This yeah. felt more personal. So, gotcha. um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing it, but it was difficult to do. Definitely. Yeah. You're going to the, um, the, uh, Black Diamond Ball, is it this? Yeah, this the 27th. Week? It's the 27th. Okay. Can yeah. you say hi to Auntie Jillian for me there? I'm a huge fan. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I she's hosting, her. right? I can. The Black I Diamond Ball. Her. Yeah. Um, I think they should play the song, Shem. I hope so, man. Did I, you send it to them? I did. I did. Oh, yeah. okay. But nobody's they got to play it. Yeah, but nobody's played it, I mean, uh, aside from us. We're this, oh. uh, this is the first oh, time man. anybody else is going to hear All it. All right, here we go from our very own Shem. Listen up now, right now, as we celebrate black excellence all month now, all month now, all month now. Angela James, stand up now, take a bow. Garrett Morgan made Gas Mask a thing back in 1912. He also made the three light traffic system. Oh, 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 Viola Desmond on the $10 bank. No, oh, 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 Beyonce hit the high. No, oh, 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 oh. Augustine is the go-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh
So I love that. It has no shame at all. Okay. That, that is true. Um, so, Tyson, the reason why uh, I'm a little bit offended, first of all, Tyson, um, but here's what Tyson texted in okay. after hearing Shem talk on the show. Shem is black in all caps. <laughs> oh my God. I thought he was a tall white guy with long hair who would usually wear pink shorts in the middle of summer. Wow. He this... does wear pink shorts. Wow. <laughs> wow. You put, a, you put a whole person together. What? <laughs> Shem is the complete opposite then of what you have in mind, Tyson. I'm a bald wow. black guy. I was surprised. That makes sense now. Like, I'm like, uh, he was talking about the. Black History Month uh, event. I'm yeah. like, okay, that's progressive. Why that? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then it's like, oh, I'm black. Look, what do you mean you're black? <laughs> that's why he can't rap. <laughs> that's why he can rap. <laughs> oh my god! Only because you're Nigerian, you can say that. You know that. <laughs> Oh my god! I, I also sort of love that uh, that you oh. thought that we were sending off our uh, tall, white, long-haired, pink produ- short-wearing, pink short-wearing producer to host the Black History Month event. <laughs> like, what made you think that Shem was white? Was it the way he talks? Is it sort of like what, he, what, what, what his interests are? The way he talks, the way he pronounces stuff. I'm lucky. Like, okay, this guy is definitely not black. But then he's like, I'm black. I'm like. What do you mean you're black? Man, it makes sense. He's hosting the Black History Month event, and he raps as well. Yeah. He can actually sing. (laughs) Yeah, word. (laughs) (laughs) I love this Yo, Tyson, you are the best, dude. Hey, um, what brought you uh, you to Canada? Why did you decide to come out here? School. Oh, okay, nice. What are you taking? Yeah. Criminology and political science. Oh, nice. lovely. That's hey man, amazing. You got to yeah. come back on the show again. Oh, really? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of stuff are you I into, like man? What, the radio. what are you what are you into? What's your favorite thing? Stalker. Soccer. What's your second favorite I thing? I thought he said stalker. <laughs> <laughs> what's your second like football, favorite? right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What's your what's, your what's your second favorite thing? Mm, I would say basketball. Mm, okay. Maybe we can talk a little yeah. basketball. <laughs> what's your what's your third favorite thing? Oh, come on, really? <laughs> you gotta ask me until I said something that you like. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel, Tyson, like in the next two minutes, we're gonna hear from Roz. Okay, what's your 15th favorite thing? I know. Oh, what then? I thought Murray's name was Dammit. I swear to God. Yeah. I thought his name was Dammit Murray. Oh, you thought like his real, like his, his first last name. name. You thought, thought his first name was Dammit. Yeah, yeah match you, damn it, Murray, damn it, and uh, <laughs> we can go okay, with that though. That's fine, a lot man. of surprises in this show. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Tyson, I, Tyson, I, know. I sent you a text. We're gonna keep in touch, you and me. <laughs> You're the best, Murray. <laughs> hey, hey, Tyson, Murray's been here the whole time. You want to say hi to him? Hi, Murray. Yeah, man. <laughs> Maury, he's, he's, he's Nigerian, not, not Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. I'm black. I would know that. You yes. see? <laughs> Tyson, you're the best. We'll be in touch soon. Welcome no to problem. Canada. Right, Welcome guys. to the Roz and Mocha Show. Take care, right, bro. Man. No problem. You too. Bye. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Hi, Melissa. It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? Good. Here is what Melissa said to us. She reached out and mm-hmm. said, if you guys all worked in a high school, what kind of teachers or roles would you have? 
I have my theories. <laughs> Before we get to everybody around the room, Melissa, I want to hear what your theories are. Oh, okay. Let's start with uh, with Roz. Roz, I definitely think he would be the guidance counselor and cooking teacher. Chicken wings every day. Okay. Is there a cooking class? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. We okay. at home, Mac. I don't think they do that anymore, though. Uh, move over to Dammit Maury now. I think he would be the drama teacher teaching kids how to embellish stories and uh, act like he doesn't have a husband. <laughs> how, to, how to act like you don't have a husband. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Okay. And now Shem. Shem, I think he'd be the perfect music teacher. I think he would teach the kids how to sing and mm-hmm. write songs. Okay. Good and one. then me, Mocha. I think that you'd be the PE teacher and you'd have a wrestling ring in the middle of the gym. And then also BMX, teach them how to not run into walls. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Damn, oh. thanks. <laughs> I, felt, I felt that one in my shoulder. <laughs> wow, that's great, Melissa. So you've obviously given this some thought. Yes. Um, what would you say is the position that we're would require the least interaction with people and possibly the least amount of work uh, that is required in the day. Because whatever that job is, I feel Roz would want to navigate towards that rather than guidance counselor. Yeah. You got to deal with too many kids to be the guidance counselor. Right. Maybe just be the groundskeeper. The groundskeeper. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 you get you're right. right? <laughs> High schools don't have groundskeepers <laughs> anymore. Ross would yell at the kids, stay off my lawn. <laughs> like, come on. High schools don't have right. that anymore. You mow the, 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 the grass that's in, inside the track there? No, I could. You know where I could work, even though I don't like to read? is I could work in the library because I would love to just tell kids to be quiet all day. <laughs> right? I could be the librarian. A hundred percent. I could, oh. I could reach them top shelves. True. No problem. Yeah. Right? But then you got to organize all the books that like if they go and they pull out like a stack and then they just like disrespectfully just leave it on the table. It's called student volunteers. Oh. <laughs> you got it all mapped out. Right? That's what the bad, that's what the bad kids have to do at lunch. <laughs> Right? That's what I had to do at lunch when I was bad. You had to put away books? Yes, yes. The Dewey Decimal System? You had to go put away books in the library. Oh, that's the sucks. worst punishment. That sucks. I'd rather have detention where I don't have to, to do anything, just sit there in the classroom. Thank you. Right? Don't yes. make me put away books. No, please. I had to put away books. Yeah, they made you work. Oh. What did all of your girlfriends think of that? Well, Maury, that didn't bother them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shem, what do you think of your role as music teacher? That's pretty fitting, right? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate. Also, I can I also see myself being a guidance counselor because I mean I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of counsel some of my students now because I teach at a college here. Um, I think you're motivating. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I that I think that. that that would be I think that that's a great quality for the guidance counselor role is that you are motivating. But I also think music teacher because you got to get people out of their shell, and I think that you need to be a certain type of person to be able to do that as well. Yeah. Right. Sure. I, I think, like it. I think Maury would be the janitor. Well, no, I'm already the drama teacher. No, nah, I don't know. I think that you would be the janitor because I think that you I have hate cleaning. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not true. You'd be the worst janitor ever. No, because I'm the that. grungiest school oh, student volunteer. No, because you used to love your janitor, right? Like you, your janitor recognized that you were a kid that ate alone, and you used to eat with the janitor, right? In the janitor's room at yes. the wooden table. I'll never forget it. Right. So that's the only reason I thought that was because you would maybe want to do that for another kid. You would maybe want to be that person that's there for somebody. 
everybody. As long as I don't have to clean. Right. Well, <laughs> there you go. Melissa, I, and I agree with you. Um, phys ed teacher, that oh, would be absolutely. That would be the uh, the role I would Wrestling take. Wrestling coach. Yeah, there you go. Thank yeah. you so much, Melissa. Love you lots. Thank you. Love you. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, I got to play this clip of this guy burning his wiener on Naked and Afraid. Uh, what? What? <laughs> what? Okay. First of all, I didn't think that they still ran Naked and Afraid. I didn't think this was even a show anymore. Naked and Afraid, if you're not familiar with Naked and Afraid, is it sort of like Survivor Man, I guess? But everyone's naked? Right, but everybody is naked. Like you're out in the wilderness and you have nothing, right? And you are... And you just have to survive? You are naked, and afraid. And afraid, because why wouldn't you be? Everything's just there. And I guess what happened is you'll hear... Uh, and in, you're in, like with a group of people? Yeah, there's a group of people. Who are also naked and afraid? Right? Isn't that right? There's a group of people, right? Yeah, well, everyone's naked. Everybody's naked. And afraid. And terrified. <laughs> I wish we would be naked and embarrassed. They When they do that <laughs> show, you'll win more. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> and dead. Right? Yeah. Um, and so I guess it was chilly, and they curled up by the fire. And you know when, like, sparks shoot off a fire? Yeah. Right? Well, sparks shot off the fire and landed on a contestant's wiener. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweetheart. Last night, we stayed very close to the fire, and we've been peppered by hot coals. Ah, ah. And one of the said coals has landed on my... Um, <laughs> my little soldier's helmet. <laughs> oh, no! I'm going to look like I've been hit with buckshot when I get home. Thankfully, this brave heroic medic is about to uh, make sure it's... Uh, it's not going to get infected. It shouldn't be too traumatizing. Can we use just a normal size cutie? <laughs> Obviously, we need everything extra large. It's like my blur. Let's do it. You ready? No, but go for All it right. anyway. Oh, thank you. Oh. That is just what the doctor ordered. So she sprayed him with some sort of disinfected and numbing agent, I guess, right? Uh, to to take the pain away. And um, I was going to say the swelling, but he didn't mention swelling. I just assumed swelling. <laughs> um, but to take the pain away and to clean it up from infection and stuff. But, yeah, that's what happens, man, when you're sleeping naked next to a fire, right? Oh, Sparks man. fly. Oh, my. And when you watch the video, like he's standing there, like he's there in the middle of the forest and yeah. the poor medic is down on her knees and she's like, has a swab in her hand. But at that point, like, like he went to medical school. Yeah. And, and you're this is what some you... stupid reality show because some guy burned his wiener because he's sleeping naked next to a fire. Naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What are you able to overcome in a relationship? We've heard everything doing this show, especially when we do Fix My Life, that people are able to overcome things that have happened in relationships and build back trust. It's difficult, but it happens. I got to play you this story. It's a news clip okay. from a husband and wife named Tony and Francis 
who just celebrated 57 years of marriage. Wow, incredible. Yeah. 57 years of marriage. Yeah. Even though 40 years ago, Francis tried to kill Tony. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> just listen. It's a love story. This year, Tony and Francis Toto will celebrate 57 years of marriage. There was a one time when we had some rough time. The year was 1983. Tony and Francis had four kids and a pizza shop. But then Tony strayed from the marriage and Francis found out. So you decided you were going to kill your husband. Oh, yeah. What happened next was like something out of a movie. Hollywood thought so too, turning the Toto's troubles into a feature film called I Love You to Death. Francis did hire teenage hitmen to help her try to kill Tony five times, what? including five? failed attempts to blow up his car and attack him with a baseball bat. One oh night, God. Francis put a bottle of sleeping pills in Tony's food, and then the hitmen shot him. Twice, one in the back of my head, and one... And the bullet went right through the chest. Oh, my God. And the one in his head is still there. I don't think I was thinking straight. It was like a love-hate kind of a thing. Because of the pills, Tony's system slowed down. He was in a daze and says he didn't feel a thing, believing Francis when she told him he had the flu. Tony spent 12 oh days in the hospital. The first thing he did when he was discharged was bail out Francis. And then we both cry and uh, we said, to each other, you know, for now on, let's talk, let's talk, let's communicate better. Something that we should have done before. Can I forgive her? Yes, nothing happened to me. Yes, it's okay. Don't do it again, friend. Eh? Take it easy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it again. Take it easy. Paisan, she tried to kill you five times. Five times. And the bullet pills. is still in his head. Five times. Come on. Tried to blow up his car <laughs> five times. So was this all stemming from the fact that he cheated? Yes. Oh my! God. He cheated. She found out. She hired two high school uh, kids to try and kill her husband. They tried to blow up his car. They think they said to try and stab him. And then she put sleeping pills in his food. And then they shot him in the chest and the head. And then he went to the hospital. And she was just like, "No, no, no! You have the flu." <laughs> and he's like, "Don't do it again, Fred. Take it easy. Don't do it again, Fred. Take it easy. Don't do it again. Take it easy." Times, bro. Don't do it again, Fred. Take it easy. Yeah? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. To play you um, this video out of Brooklyn, New York. Uh oh. These are second graders at the uh, Excellence Boys Charter School. Their teacher <laughs> posted this video that has gone viral. And it's the first time he had – the reason why it's gone viral is the students are doing affirmations, right? They're looking at themselves in the mirror, and they're saying something nice about themselves, gotcha. right? Yeah. And it's the first time he – this teacher decided to do this. He came up with the idea, he said, while creating a lesson on authenticity and being yourself. Okay. So he had all these students stand up in a line, and one by one, they went up to the mirror. Incredible teacher, Right. One thing I like myself is my skin color. One thing I like about myself is that I like my hairstyle and I like that I'm smart. One thing I like about myself is that I, I'm just the way I am. One thing I love about myself is my eyes. One thing I love about myself is that I'm smart and I can do, I have the ability to do anything. One thing about, that I like about myself is that I, I'm good at climbing. 
One thing I'm, one thing I like about myself is I'm a great listener. One thing I like about myself is that I'm smart. One thing I love about myself is I'm strong. And one thing that I like about myself is that I like my skin color. Mm, so sweet. Some of those kids at the beginning snuck in two things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this about myself and this. I'm strong and I can climb. I absolutely love that. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's sweet. We should do that in this room. It's incredible what um, educators are able to to do and, and get out of these kids, right? Yeah, God, it's so nice when they're young, though, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're still in that stage where you can get them to do this kind of thing and it means something where they're not yet jaded where yeah. they oh god and they truly believe it they do right they do and and when they're that age you're just like god stay this way mm-hmm. like remember this because it's so innocent right? it's because it's yes it's so innocent but it's also true mm-hmm. right? that's why you got to keep doing it you have to keep saying it to the mirror you don't just do it once you do it every i know week. but you, it's not like you can grab a bunch of kids in you know grade 11 and try this with them oh, right yeah, like ain't got time just, for that no like there's some there's just something that happens where it's just a magic time when kids are when kids are that age it really is uh, beautiful. but if you get a sec to uh, to check it out it's all over the place right now uh the teacher's name by the way is ivan morero yeah. and he teaches uh grade two students at the excellent boys excellence boys charter school in uh, in brooklyn new york the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Your first word is inside. Outside. Woo. Your second word is defeat. Lose. <laughs> Jing said success. No. No. Um, third word, Roz, is hockey. Baseball. Jing said ice. Fourth word is spoon. Fork. Fifth word is super. Bowl. Jing said star. Oh, wow. Sorry, Jing. (laughs) Okay. All right. Have a wonderful day. Love you lots. Oh, wow. Uh, So there we go. Ten grand is still the jackpot. We will play matchy matchy. On Monday morning at 8, <laughs> text WIN plus your name to 925-555. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Professor Jonathan Moore. <laughs> Why are you here? Did you kill someone? Or did someone break your heart? Did you break my heart? Marianne. Heartbreak is always a catalyst for a new path. You're a murderer, Joe. You're wrong about me. I'm going to prove it to you. Oh, so good. Come on now. You, season four, part one on Netflix right now. People have binged all five episodes already. Part two arrives on March 9th. Now, we've all had the opportunity to watch mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that I would be so into this show as I am. Like, season one, I was hooked. Season two, I was like, man, I'm going to give it a, a shot again. It was good. Right? And yeah. it was good. Yeah. And then season three, I was like, okay, what are they going to do? And then they did what they did. And yeah. I was like, 
Okay, you got me. And then at the end of season three, I was like, okay, what? Like now, what do you like? He moves yeah. and he's gonna do the same thing. I've seen this story already. Yeah, it's but difficult then, to just not tell the same story over and over again, right? They switch up the formula. They did, and they got me hooked. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Which is why Brilliant. Twitter is still going bonkers. Yeah. Hashtag you season four is still trending, and it's it takes a lot of guts that they reinvented the show. Oh and, my god, and, it's and, so but it still good. feels like the same show, but only it feels like a whole new show as well. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Damn, we're talking to Penn Badgley, uh, aka Joe Goldberg, for you. Ah, Penn, I am like fangirling right now i can't believe i get to talk to you this is freaking cool um i'm a huge fan and i have to say this season is by far the best season of you yet and oh. i want to ask you was is it because they changed the direction the format congratulations on that do you think I, that it was important to do that yeah i mean i think since day one a one with joe you need to be it's like it's irresponsible to let the concept get tired in a way. I, you know, some shows you can kind of, I don't know, you can, you can fall asleep at the wheel maybe and it's not as important. But with this show, it's like the do, if you fall asleep at the wheel, Joe becomes a, a ravenous beast. <laughs> and if you jump the shark in a show like ours, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's way worse. So, so every season they, they find a way to reinvent it. I, I really think has been the case. I'm always kind of stunned how despite the outlandish places it goes along the way by the season finale it, it really has like this satisfying emotional resonance and it and it and it still keeps you guessing and and so with this season i mean i feel like they did the impossible again which they managed to do every season i don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep it going but being in london and changing the format from a from like a what a, i guess a romance thriller to um to uh to a who done it that's yeah. that seems to be a shift that that people are are wanting and ready for. So yeah. it's like a murder mystery now. Completely. Yeah. And he says uh, in there, taking place in London, there's two things, two common things that I'm seeing on Twitter, mm -hmm. right? So there's one particular scene where he walks from one place in London to another place in London, <laughs> right? right? And yeah. it's a matter of like minutes. I think he like jogs or sure. something, right? Yeah. And then everybody in the UK, oh come on, they're now. tweeting yeah. about like the distance in the show is not distance in reality. And they're like going in and flaming this guy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, you expect us to believe, right? Yeah, you and can't do that. The other thing are the amount of tweets from women yeah. who are so, despite Joe and his history. Always has been. So thirsty for yeah, him. I know. So, and you I can't know. talk to Joe Goldberg, Ben Badgley, without bringing this up, right? There is a billboard, um, a Netflix billboard that was up on Sunset Boulevard that read... Penn Badgley is hot. Joe Goldberg is not. You must find it mind-boggling that people find Joe hot and they're attracted to Joe. Yeah. Well, that's this thing where, like, I've played sort of tongue-in-cheek. I've played, like, uh, like cultural referee with this and, and tried to blow the whistle some when people are a bit too thirsty. But that's, that's again, that's really been, I think, a, just a, a sort of playful thing. The point is that we have designed the character to be very charming and likable so that we can have this whole exercise. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't really work if he's this insufferably grotesque person, which, you know, a, a true depiction of a serial killer might be closer to that. So yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is, uh, I think a lot of people are kind of in on the joke. Then there are those who, maybe just because they're maybe too young to be watching it or something, might take some of Joe's charm 
too literally mm-hmm. and take him at face value too much, in which case um, that is, you know, concerning. But I don't I don't think that's a, a huge percentage of the viewership. Well, they got us hooked. <laughs> Season four, part one of you is on Netflix right now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's Mike. What's up, Mike? Uh, not much. I'm just calling in to apologize to uh, Mocha. To apologize to Mocha. This is always a Jeez, I love when wow. people call in to apologize. Doesn't even have to be an apology to me. I will accept any apology, even if it is directed at Mocha. Uh, what do you need to apologize to Mocha for? So uh, yesterday we went to the mall, and uh, as a gentleman that I am, I held the door open on the way out for my wife because uh, the doors are quite heavy. And uh, as I was holding the door open for her, she walked out, and uh, some lady was walking into the mall, so I, I held the door open for her. Yeah. And she walked in. Uh, I noticed another couple walking out, um, and as they walked out, I realized it was uh, it was Mocha oh. on his way out. Um, I said, uh, "He said thank you," and uh, I responded with, uh, "No problem, Roz." <laughs> and um, it, uh, it didn't register to me that I said that, but I knew it was Mocha. Uh-huh. Um, but my mouth just decided to say Roz, and twice uh, by the way, walking away. Twice, yeah, because yeah, you said no problem, Roz, and then I was like, no, I'm the other one. It was yeah. like, and then he, Mike was like, yeah, all right, Roz. I was like, no, I'm the other one. I know, and it didn't register until you said it the second time, and uh, <laughs> to to cover my own self, I had to respond with, "You're the better one." Okay. So, I, um, first of all, I think you should be apologizing to me. Oh. Okay. Well, I apologize to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so, um, my response, um, you know, you both are great. I absolutely love the show. Uh, me and my wife listen to guys every morning. Um, and, uh, you know. It was, did you, uh, it was, did it was, you really, you didn't even say I'm Mocha. You said I'm the other one? Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. You didn't even say it's <laughs> Mocha? No, no. no I, that's like my general, because some most times yeah. people will say, hey, Raza Mocha. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Right? So yes. that's what I get. Yes. And my... Automatic response is not both, just one. Yeah. And then I wait for them to figure out which one. Yeah. First name Rosin, last name Mocha. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anytime somebody calls me Roz, I just assume that they know the name of the show, which is why I always reply with, no, I'm the other one. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. So what, did that bother (laughs) you like the the rest of the day, Mike? Well, I felt... Like an idiot, yes. Oh, be crazy. If I made that mistake, if I made that kind of mistake, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I would go back to that mall every day until I saw you again. What? Uh, actually, I got to go back today. Um, <laughs> so what did your wife say, Mike? She was laughing at me hysterically. Yeah. Oh. And she's like, wow. wow how did you do that? It was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, appreciate you uh, holding the door open for my wife and I uh-huh. like a true gentleman. And uh, and thank you, honestly, thank you to you, to you and your wife for listening to the show. It means a lot. No problem. You guys are great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Your first word is aunt. Uh, uncle. <laughs> Second word is strike. <laughs> Out. Oh, good one. <laughs> Your third word, Roz, is Toronto. Oh, for God's sake. Ontario? No! <laughs> Yo, we got two more. Your fourth word is B. B? Yeah. 
hard. We are one word away from $10,000 for Culpa and her kids, who she wants to take to Disney. Bras. What number is this now? Five. <sighs> I've blown it on five multiple times now. Bras, your fifth word is class. School. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, I got to play this clip of Drake doing that interview with uh, Caleb Presley from Barstool. It's funny, man. This guy has funny interviews. <laughs> Some really, of them are funny. You don't think so? You don't think they're all funny? He's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just watched the clips. I don't think I've ever sat through a full interview, but I think they're entertaining. Um, this is uh, talking about sort of like Drake's lifestyle and how he travels and the women and whatnot. Does Adonis ever try to walk you? So he doesn't oh, by the way, hit pause for a second. Yeah. So Drake did the interview with his kid, like his son sitting there beside him, like sipping on a juice box. Wait, hearing all the questions and then Drake <laughs> having an answer in front of him? Yeah. Um, I mean, it could have been done through editing, right? But... Yeah, the, yeah, there's it definitely... Se- yeah, it was separate, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So good. Does Adonis yeah. ever try to walk you so he doesn't split his inheritance? <laughs> oh, no, my God! No, no, not really, no. But now that you think about it... <laughs> I was thinking about it, though, like... Yeah, no, he definitely just, like, always is, like, vibing out with me, telling me, like, how great I am as, like, a father, like, a single father. <laughs> so maybe he is trying to, like, deliver a message. Is it true that the most beautiful girls in the world... Are here in Toronto? I would I would say so, yes. How'd you get him here from Miami? You flew in your plane? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Um, <laughs> oh man. Um That's a valid point. They come in your plane? Yeah. Yeah. You have a plane? I have a plane. You have a bed on there? I do. Four. Four beds? Mm. Four. What about snacks? Snacks, I got snacks. How private is the plane? It's private. Can you walk around in your underwear? I could, I guess. I mean, I travel pretty heavy. You don't wear underwear? No, I said I travel heavy. <laughs> what is it? What is that? It's not, it's not like a... It's not a... It sounded dirty. I don't know. You're, it's not like a... I have no idea what you're trying to say, but it sounded bad. <laughs> I, 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 uh... I have a lot of people on the plane. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Maybe this interview convinced me that that Caleb guy's funny. Like, he was pretty quick with it. Do you want to play the one with his kid? Sure. Because it's super weird. Like, they start talking about fighting and stuff like this with, like, the boy. And fighting? The, the, yeah, the end of it is really, really great. But but here is uh, uh, Caleb Presley with, uh, with Adonis. Drizzy Drake's son. What does that mean? There's a lot of friends of me that are really nice to me. Yeah, what do they say when they're being when they're being nice? They say I like because you're being nice to me. What do they say when they're being mean? They say I don't like you because you're being mean to me. And were you? I wasn't mean to them. Are you sure? I'm sure. The way you said that made me think that you were being maybe being mean. No, I'm not. But why you look away? They were <laughs> fighting me, so I fight them back. 
how you fight him back? I just put my hand over his arm, then twist, not not twist his leg, but, yeah, but? I just twist him on the floor. Did you ever punch anybody in the nuts? <laughs> no, never. Mm. <laughs> Come on now. That's funny. Can you read? No, I can't. Why not? Because, what? but there's a, a hymn that can read. His name is Kyle. Nerd. What does nerd mean? Too smart for school. Yeah. Do you think if you had a better dad, you would be able to read? <laughs> oh my God! This is my better dad. Do you think if he did a better job with you at home that you'd be able to read? Yeah, and that's a funny dad. Also, he does a lot of jokes. Okay, here's a question. <laughs> that's Barstool, by the way, talking to Drake and his son Adonis. Do you think that the questions that they asked that we just heard? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Were I know because they mani- like that. they came up with the, these questions after they asked Adonis some other questions, and I know. they wrapped it around yeah. the answers that I, he gave. I don't know. I don't know because people have done that many times yeah. before in interviews. Because to for get that funny stuff. I think, just as a father, as a yeah, parent, really, yeah. I think some of the questions were not fair to ask a, a five-year-old. <laughs> Can you read? Right? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but, like, how does he answer it? Go back to the, the, the first, can you read? Like, what else could that question have been? Say, I don't like you because you're... So this is the fight. They were stuff. fighting me, so... Yo, stand up for yourself, Adonis. That's good. Funny. Can you read? No, I can't. Why not? Because, but there's a, a right? him. So, so he goes, can, like, the question could have been anything else, right? Because he says, listen. That's funny. Right here. Can you read? No, I can't. Why not? Because, but there's a. Because he says, because, I, but I there's know, a. I know, so I think I maybe they asked him. he's also talking like a five-year-old, though, too, right? I think maybe they asked him something else to give mm-hmm. the answer. And then they were like, what yeah. funny stuff could we ask <laughs> afterwards to make it sound hilarious? I That's, know, uh, but to say that you think you'd be able to read if you if you had a better father. <laughs> okay, maybe that one was real. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Denise, hello. Welcome to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Why are you here? Okay, so I'm hoping to pull a Timberlake and bring the sexy back into my marriage. Oh, wow. You wrote this. Uh, Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. Uh, How to reignite the flame in my marriage. We've been together for six years, but the past year we've hit a rough patch. How do we get the flame burning again? So what's been going on in the past year? Uh, So it's a little bit of having a a newborn. Um, My going back to work after maternity leave. Uh, My husband was unfortunately uh, let go from the company he was with. So financially, things have been a little bit tough. Um, Just kind of figuring out the new dynamic as uh, being a family. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's tough and it's totally normal. Mm -hmm. You got a lot of things going in there. Uh, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad at all. Because what Roz just said, totally normal. Jeez. Happens to everybody. You have just laid out like all the questions that we would have asked mm-hmm. had happened. Um, <laughs> do you guys talk about it? We do. Yeah. Like there's been uh, quite a few discussions and I know his coping mechanism with uh, some of the turmoil and stuff is not exactly the most constructive, which doesn't help to the, the, the full situation. What, is, so. what does he do to cope? 
Uh, there's a little bit of um, some not substance abuse, yeah. but uh, he he doesn't uh, shy away from indulging and um, you know yeah. weed and whatnot, which doesn't make it easy. No. No, nobody wants to do it on weed, huh? No, not high priority. <laughs> no, I think that the I think that the the priority is understanding that you both recognize because that's where things can sort of go sideways for you is when one person feels that there is a divide or a disconnect and then the other person does not. Right. Where mm-hmm. they, they say, no, we're good. What are you talking about? We hang out every day. Like w- as long as you're both on the same page, that's a really great place to start from. Um, mm-hmm. But getting on that same page and and, you know, you after a kid and him losing his job, like nobody in the house feels sexy right now. Right. No, no, <laughs> no. Have, have the two of you connected like minus the sex? Have the two of you connected like romantically at all? I think. No, um, just with everything that's been going on in the way that like as soon as our, our little guy goes to bed, it's immediately he wants to, to smoke. So it's definitely one of those things where it's, you know, I, I love him, but definitely just not that whole like, oh, I love you. Like, I yeah. want all of you. It's like, OK, I just kind of want to be away from you. <laughs> yeah. It's just gotten to be a bit much lately. Yeah. So he's he's using that to cope and and, yeah. and and that makes him feel good. It's fine if somebody has something that makes him feel good, but it can't make your partner feel bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And it can't make your partner feel neglected. And you, you know, you can, you don't want to have the conversation and, you know, it's the weed or me, but you can have the conversation of, uh, it, it sort of, you know, breaks my heart a little bit that when you have, you know, when we have a second alone after the kid goes to bed and it's finally like the quick little moments of the time that we have together in a day, you choose to spend it without me. Exactly. And I tried to express that to him and he, yeah. He recognizes it, but usually he's the most sincere about it when he's about to go out. And then on the nights where we sort of plan to to be together, he's a little bit more miserable because he would rather be out and and indulging a little bit. Sorry, that part's been a bit tough. When you say out, like you mean out by himself, like outside or out with friends smoking weed? Out by himself. He's definitely one of those uh, does it alone kind of things. And then plays video games. Yeah, he's escaping. Right. Yeah. He's escaping and um, and he's probably going through some stuff. He he's dealing with a lot of self-worth issues. And uh, as you are, because he's not physically, he's I don't want to say physically attracted to you, but there, there's there's he, he no longer looks at you like he wants to rip your clothes off. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's going to do some serious damage to your self-esteem. And so yeah. you guys are both sort of floating away. And when he has you know, moments to himself to sort of feel like an adult and feel human again. He, again, he's choosing to spend those moments without you as opposed to with you. And, mm-hmm. and that's what you guys, you know, that's what you need to, to work on. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you know that, but how do you do that? That's the sort of, that's the, that's the question, right? Yeah. Geez, it's really, it, it's tough because, I, it, you know, again, with all of these questions, we've had so many people call up the show where it's like, you know, hey, the, you know, we don't have sex anymore. We don't do this anymore. And 99% of the times, and yours included, it has nothing to even do with sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you sh- so don't worry about, I wouldn't make jumping back into bed the goal. Um, what you guys have to figure out is why he feels the way he does and why you feel the way you do. That's what you need to work on. The yeah. sex will happen. It'll follow. But you need to work on the why. Mm-hmm.
and reconnect as a couple. Because realistically, you guys could jump into bed tonight. He's going to appease you, and you're going to be like, "Hey, I'll give you something to smoke." And then he's going to be like, "Cool," you know. And then and then you're going to be done, and he's going to be back in the garage smoking weed and playing video games again. Yeah. Right. Like you got to figure out the why. That's yeah. that's what you need to work on. If it's a self esteem issue, if it's a confidence issue, if, or if it's a if it's depression a, if, issue, if, if it's a depression issue on, on either of your sides, yeah. then maybe it's time for you guys to go and talk to somebody together. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know that that is something that we both sort of have struggled with, especially with me with my little man. It's, uh, it's I definitely tough. dealt with the postpartum yeah. depression and anxiety and trying to get myself back on track. Totally so normal, been... too, Denise. Totally normal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it, listen, you know, you're not the first woman to, to have a kid where your outlook on sex changes. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's normal. It's totally normal. Like you're not this, you're not in this sort of position of being broken. Like you think you are, you know, and you guys can, you guys can rebuild what you had. It won't look the same. You're going to evolve. And I, and I think that you need to move forward instead of moving back because I think you're trying to get to the place that you were before and that may be unattainable. So you guys need to collectively figure out where you're going to be in the future. And what this looks mm-hmm. like now, it's not about going backwards. It's about going forwards. It's about evolving. And that should be, yeah. that, that, that should be the conversation. Does that help Denise? It does. Yeah. And, and that's just it. Like trying to keep the, the open communication is, is what yeah. we're trying to keep up. So yeah. send, and send yeah. them, send them nudes. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Without the face, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like when he's, yeah. Like when he's out in the garage and stuff, right. You know, this is what you're missing. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Love you lots, Denise. Thanks so much. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Bras and mochas fix my life on kiss. Bras and mochas. Hell of a story. John Ferry, hello. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. John, welcome to Raza Mocha's Hell of a Story. What is your hell of a story? Well, believe it or not, I actually sell human bones for a living. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Sorry. Say, say that one more time a little bit louder. I actually sell human bones for a living. Okay. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> okay. So, John, how old are you? Uh, I'm actually 22, turning 23 uh, in 10 days. Where do you get bones and how many bones do you have? Yeah, so interestingly enough, we have a showroom in Brooklyn, New York, where all of the bones that we get actually come from retired doctors. It used to be mandatory for them to purchase bones while they studied. And fast forward 80, 100 years later, most of these doctors are passing away. So these bones are going up in the public market. So this is primarily where we get them from. Wait, so you guys have a store, like a bone store? We have an entire showroom in Brooklyn. Okay, so what's mo- it called? Bones or us? It's called John's Bones. <laughs> <laughs> I love John, it. You're the best. So Mocha, <laughs> I love it. Click on the pictures that uh, that John sent through because I okay. want you to see what he's uh, what he's talking oh about. Oh my here. god! <laughs> Thank you, bro. You have a wall of just spines. Yes, actually, we we have the current largest spine collection in the U.S. You so have. these are like people from where yes. from like all over the world. Oh, it ranges from all over the world. Uh, we have a forensic anthropologist that we partner with to actually look at the biological profile of the skulls. Yeah. And they come from everywhere. How many spinal columns do you have? Currently, right now, we have 110. Oh, my God. How many skulls do you have? Uh, over 100, too. Okay. How so- many? Whoa, I'm seeing pictures here of full skeletons. How many of those do you have? 15 currently. Okay, if a doctor wanted to do some studying and said, yo, I need like an, a left arm, 
could you provide just a left arm or do you have to buy like both like they only sold in pairs oh absolutely we have everything from the bones and the feet all the way up to the cranium and the skull and everything in between so who's buying like who's your who's buying bones well, the majority of our clients are actually working professionals. We work mainly with universities, but you might find this interesting. We actually work also with members of search and rescue. These are actually um, police officers and FBI agents that train cadaver dogs. Really? Yeah. So they, they buy the bones because it still has the um, authentic smell since it was real human remains, and they use them to aid in search and rescue. How do you weed out the weirdos? Typically, due to the price point of most of the bones, we're in contact with our clients before they purchase, so they usually give us some form of paperwork to show proof of intent with the bones, as well as where they, um, any type of credibility or certification mm. that they have. If I'm in the market for a skull, what does that run? Well, a skull can run anywhere from 16 hundred to three thousand dollars okay and and is it based on how old it is like is this sort of like an art thing like how do you like what makes a skull three hundred dollars and what makes a skull three thousand dollars oh it's a combination of quality history provenance preparation um some skulls are rarer than other skulls based on how they were cleaned processed cut and preserved so if it was by an extremely notable company it would be worth more another mm. big indicator is quality Interestingly enough, for every tooth missing is $150 off the skull's value. It's like comic books. What? Right? Like every wrinkle is like a couple hundred bucks off the price. Hey, is this an actual store or where do you keep these? Like, is this where you live? No, we currently have a showroom. So it's in a commercial artist space uh, in Bushwick. Okay. So if you like, is this something that, I don't know what your status is, whether you're single or not, but is this something that you tend to not show people who are new in your life right away? Well, I believe this is, um, this is the hill I decided to take my stand on and I love what I do and I'm never afraid to talk about it, but, uh, yeah, I actually, I currently have a partner. We've been dating for over two years, but when we went on a first date, uh, that was nerve-wracking for me. Did you show her the bones on the first date? Yes. You did? I made sure <laughs> to. And what you was the response? To, you have to set the expectations so they know yeah. what they're getting into. And what was the response? Oh, you know, I wouldn't date anyone that wasn't inquisitive enough to take a second to listen. So she was kind, polite, and wanted to hear me out. So the showroom that you have... Could, like, anyone just walk into the showroom? Currently, we do open tours for the public. One of our biggest goals is to make osteology more accessible and yeah. to raise awareness about the trade that happened. So you could actually reserve an appointment um, on our website, and then mm. from there we'll walk you through an hour tour about the history, some of the issues within the bone trade, what the pieces in the collection look like, as well as answer any questions the public might have. Uh, most expensive bone that you sell? Most expensive individual bone or individual piece. Okay. What's the most expensive individual piece? Um, we have an exploded Boshen skull that was created by an existing preparator that is valued currently at $22,000. And most expensive bone? Most expensive bone, probably the hyoid. It's the floating bone within the neck that can range for between three to $500. Wow. Hey, before we let you go, uh, John, who uh, sells human bones for a living, do you name your skeletons? No, okay. we don't. We try to take it from an academic standpoint, but sometimes previous clients name them. So we usually honor it when they come into the showroom. And oh, what are some of the names? 
Uh, we've had Garrett, Tim, Tom, Gretchen, uh, Donna is a, f- a popular one. We've seen probably 10 or 20 Donnas over the Donna's. years. <laughs> wow. And is business good for you? Like you can, you're can, you making a living? Yeah, we have a team of eight right now. What? Damn. Um, oh, that, this, yeah, there brilliant. you go. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, um, that is a hell of a story. 22 years old, uh, eight employees, John Ferry, you sell human bones for a living. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. And if you ever want to come down to New York City, we'd love to have you. What's the what's the website if people want to check it out? It's johnsbones.com, no <laughs> H, J-O-N-S, bones.com. Easy. Right. I freaking love it. John's Bones. John, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. New Ant-Man movie in theaters tomorrow. People still need help, Dad. That's why we made this. Like a satellite for deep space, but quanta. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now. You done messed up, kid. You done messed up. If you thought the multiverse was insane. What are you so afraid of? There's something I never told you. Oh, damn. This place. It isn't what you think. So, what's it gonna be? Mm Mm-mm. Batman. Yo, I Damn. saw... I'm okay with that. Jonathan Majors, who's the bad guy in this, right? Yeah. So he's in Quantumania, the new Ant-Man, out tomorrow. And then in like three weeks, he's the bad guy in the new Creed movie. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. And he's also currently on the cover of Ebony Magazine oh. and just shorts and his muscles. Yeah. I'm just, bro. I'm guessing the guy's built, right? He's looking yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, okay. bro, thirst, Stacked, bro. thirst trap. Really, like, huh? I, if you look at what some of the ladies are tweeting about yeah. him. Bro. Yeah, I know. I saw a tweet somebody said illegal. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. All his money just goes on pants. That's it. No shirts. But uh, no, this new movie, this new Ant-Man movie, it looks amazing. Catherine Newton, who plays Ant-Man's daughter in the movie, is featured like heavily, heavily gave uh, some time to us on the Ross and Mocha show talking to Tammy Mori because Bill Murray's in this movie as well. Yep. Not a spoiler because he's in the trailer. I heard this story. Bill Murray called you about this movie? He did. What happened? Is that weird? Yeah. Who gets a phone call from Bill Murray? My Why mom's he calling like, you? Catherine, I have Bill Murray for you. I'm like, what? She's like, I have no idea. I played in a golf tournament with Bill Murray, the AT&T Pebble Beach tournament. We were paired together with um, Jordan Spieth and D.A. Points. And I was just bragging about being in a Marvel movie because I was trying to be cool in front of these professional golfers, you know, <laughs> trying to impress them with my game and my Marvel movie. And uh, Bill, I guess, loved playing golf with me. And he called me up and he was like, I've been thinking about joining uh, the Marvel Universe. Uh, I think it's time to be in a Marvel movie in my career. And I was like, okay. (laughs) He's like, I wanted to ask your permission if I could join Ant-Man. I was like, sure, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) I think that there's someone else to talk to, but uh, I'm cool with it. Now, do you think Bill Murray already signed the contract? Like, he already had the deal set in place. Oh, he, he was knew, talking to them, definitely. Yeah, like yeah. it would have been just a cool story, cool moment for young Catherine Newton to get that call from 
the legend, yeah, Bill Murray? You know, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a courtesy, right? Because she was the one that was talking to him about it, and I'm doing this movie, I'm doing Ant Man, I'm doing all this stuff, sure. right? And then it's kind of snaky, you know, if after that he goes, hey, uh, to his agent, you know, I was talking to, get me in that movie, where he's obviously the bigger star, right? Yeah. And then that would have happened from their conversation. So I think it's actually a decent courtesy call to make, sure. being like, this all happened because of you and I talking. I don't, I don't want to step all over you, mm-hmm. but, uh, but are you cool? Uh, Catherine Newton plays Ant-Man's daughter. In the new movie that comes out tomorrow, David Mori talking to Catherine Newton. So you got to talk to me about. So in this movie, you get to wear a suit for like the first time. Mm-hmm. That must have been so cool. So cool. talk to me about when I guess you get to see your suit. Like, do they measure you for the suit? Is it they one do a three D body scan? Really? Yeah. So you like are in you know like your workout gear, like maybe some um, workout shorts and like a, a sports bra, like. It's your body, okay? So it's a 3D body scan. They're like, don't work out anymore after you do the 3D body scan. Like, you can't change an inch because it's made to measure. But what I'm if like, you had, like, a big plate of lasagna in the night before? It hides it all. Okay. <laughs> it just sucks it right back I in there. I need one of these suits And then. trust me, I ate so much on this movie because I felt like all I was doing was working out all day yeah. long. I was running around. So I ate, like, um... Yeah. scrambled eggs with American cheese, mm. bacon and avocado, mm. um, a juice and a smoothie. And then I would have apples and peanut butter all day long. And then I'd have pesto pasta for lunch with oh. chicken. And then I'd have more pesto pasta at the end of the day, depending on what I want. But it was usually more pasta, which is like crazy. But I was just eating all day. I guess when you oh. are in those movies where you have to be suited up and everything, as she said, yeah. like is measured precisely, you cannot... Gain or lose I guess. weight and or muscle. I guess. It's not stretchy. No, that's a damn shame. <laughs> in the movie, again, you're fantastic in this. You play Ant-Man's daughter. Yeah. So I want to find out from you. Would you call him Daddy Ant or Aunt Daddy? Aunt Daddy. Is it Aunt Daddy? <laughs> See, I would have said Daddy Ant. Well, I feel like Daddy Ant is Hank Pym. I think he's Father mm. Ant, you know what I mean? Like, he's the head honcho. So then there's Daddy Ant, and then there's Aunt Daddy, you know? So Paul's Aunt Daddy. Yeah, it f- sounds better to me, and I really like it when you say it. When I say it? <laughs> yeah. How's it going, Aunt Daddy? It's so bad. God, it sounds so creepy. It's, oh, don't do that. <laughs> Paul Rudd you, That Aunt movie would have had it been called Aunt Daddy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that is Catherine Newton for the new movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum Mania in theaters tomorrow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Scared of the future, y'all. Why? What happened? Like, I'm all for tech and AI to a certain degree. Not me, man. But I just feel like the direction that we're going with AI, we've already gone too far. We went too far years ago. Already gone too far. You see what the robots at Boston Dynamics are doing no they had you at the algorithm that's when it went too far i guess and now tesla yeah yourself not just tesla but self-driving cars right Mm -hmm. that technology so i was reading this thing about traffic lights you have your regular you know red yellow green right so researchers from north carolina state university are suggesting that eventually we may add a fourth color the color white White? Yes. The idea is that more and more automated cars are on the streets. They'd be able to communicate with each other 
and the traffic lights to coordinate the optimal, most efficient traffic flow. The white light would indicate to human drivers that there are enough automotive vehicles in the area to navigate intersections on their own and that you should just follow the lead of the car in front of you. So if they stop, you stop. If they go, you go. This is a disaster. <laughs> what an absolute mess. Like, we're a long way before there are more automated vehicles on the road than there are human drivers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Us being in control. But that, like, if they're doing research on that now in 2023? It's never going to work because you're always going to have drivers like Maury on the road. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I need an automated car. Yeah, but you're not going to get one. But they should give me one going, you need this. Exactly. Like more. No, but you would get so frustrated that you can't yes. zip yeah. in and out of traffic the way you do or speed down the road. Right. You're going right? to you're yeah. be the cause of the white light. Going berserk. Going berserk, causing havoc, right? Because it's going to be you squeezing in and out. Right? And then they need to make the automated vehicles go faster. <laughs> No, oh Maury, I was driving behind Maury yesterday. Mm -hmm. He was driving so fast down like a city street, mm -hmm. like 80. How have like you 80? not got busted by one of those gray box um, like speed the traps? The speed cameras. The speed cameras. I don't think oh, I got one. I know where it is on the road, and if it's getting too yellow, then I will just stop. I got hit with a $80 ticket <gasps> for driving, I think, like... 60 or 70 in a 40 zone. Is that yeah. recently? But I didn't, yeah. But I didn't, I had no idea that I was going that fast. Yeah. I was just kind of following all the cars. Yeah, same. I got right? in front and behind. Yeah. And then in the mail a couple weeks later, I get this letter and yeah. it's like a picture of my car. I know. Zoomed in yes. on my plate. Yes. So I'm like, yeah, busted. That's me. Right. I know. Did you I send know. back a picture of your money? No. I uh, I got the same, it. I got the same picture. Right. The same picture. And I with this, never... so many of those boxes. Yeah. Those speed trap boxes around. Like, I'm surprised at the rate that Maury drives every single day I, around bro. the city that you've never been no. caught. But I this know. is the first, I've never heard both of you guys talk about getting tickets like that. You got one too, Shem? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Welcome to the club, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Alyssa. It's Roz and Mocha. Hi there. How you doing, girl? Uh, my boyfriend had uh, cheated on me last year, and I can't stop thinking about it more recently right you wrote us this uh razamoka fixed my life my boyfriend uh cheated i forgave him and pretended like it never happened recently it's been taking over my thoughts and i keep stalking the girl on social media and putting my own self down i need to know how to forgive or walk away sadly he thinks everything's okay how long had you yes. been together before he cheated uh, three years and what was his reasoning for cheating or what what, what did he tell you um, he just said that something was wrong with him and it was a total mistake. He was getting away with it and that kind of made it okay for him. And then I guess me forgiving him, I, he had no reason. It was just, oh, it's a guy thing. Uh, it was meant nothing. You're the only one I love. It was all about uh, just the sexual uh, aspect of it. Was it one time or was he like 
in a relationship with this other person? Uh, no. It, uh, so the girl had uh, reached out to me, um, and she told me it was uh, numerous times for about a year. Okay. Oh, she reached out to you. Did she know yes. about you? Like, did he say that he had a girlfriend <laughs> no. and she knew? No, <laughs> she, did, she didn't know. Mm. She uh, was the one who reached out to me. She, of course, I, I respect that. Um, and told me, and then she stopped communication with him as well, from wow. what I know. <laughs> wow. So he sort of came out of this um, unscathed then? Yes. I, uh, you know, at the, the time, I, I just, I forgave him, and I uh, just wanted to move past it. But recently, I think it just all hit me at once, and now I'm just kind of thinking, what should I do now? Uh, oftentimes, you don't want to walk away, not because you feel so great about the relationship, but but walking away is very difficult, as in, like, where do you live? Where do you go? What do you do? Are any of those the reasons why you haven't walked away? Yes, um, we do We do live together. Uh, that's one of the reasons. Uh, another one is my, my feelings for him haven't changed. I, uh, the reason I want to walk away is just because I feel disrespected. It's nothing to do with the feelings and the love I have for him. I, I think that what needs to happen is instead of you, you need time. Uh, this is, this is going to continue to haunt you. And, and he's going to be completely fine with it because he came out of this with n- no scars, right? Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. And and even though you were like, I forgive you and I get it and I guess I believe you, um, you, you don't. And there, yeah. once, once this kind of trust is, is broken, um, especially when he was so cavalier about the whole thing and he's not the one that told you, she's the one that told you because he was lying to you and her, Yeah, you, you need to step away for a little bit. And I think the way to do that is you need to ask him to move out. Yeah. Because I assume that anytime he's not around you, whenever he leaves, whether it's for work or anything else, the first thing that comes to your mind is, well, is he really going to do that thing that he says he's going to do? Like, is he really going to work or does he like have the day off and he's going to go like meet up with some next girl? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's that's literally it. Yeah. Or if he says like, hey, I'm going to go link up with the guys tonight at a bar. Like, is he really doing that? Or if you yeah. see him on his phone, is he really, you know, on Instagram or on TikTok or texting with his friends? Or is he chatting up with some next thing? Uh, yeah, and that's what's happening recently. Yeah. Um, and I'm that's probably the source of everything. and source yeah. of, of a lot of the uh, disagreements in the home, right? Yeah, uh, that and... You know what? It's also my personality. I'm, I'm a very forgiving kind of person, um, and I just kind of let things go, and then it hurts myself in the end. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I act like everything's okay. So, in part, it is, I feel like sometimes it's my fault. I should have maybe reacted differently. It's not, but, it's, oh, it's not, it's not your fault. No, I think that listen, you, need, you can't blame yourself for I, this. I, I think that you need to t- come to terms with a couple of things here. One, uh, you can love somebody and not trust them. Um, a relationship cannot sustain that. That's one thing that cannot sustain in in a relationship. You can love them. It doesn't mean you don't love them, but you can't, but you don't trust them. And you need to understand that you can't continue to put yourself in a situation where you are being hurt repeatedly over the same thing. And as you're, and as you're being hurt, as you're feeling hurt, the only thing you're doing is blaming yourself. That is not yeah. a healthy place to be. Yeah. And, yeah. You have, and, you, and you have to remove yourself from that situation. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. Roz, though. You need the time, and I think you need to ask him to uh, yeah. to move out for yeah. a bit. And he yeah. 
as the guilty one, should put up <laughs> zero fight whatsoever and yeah. give you that space. No, I, I do agree because yeah, it's eating away at me. And tell, and tell him that. And, you know, and, and if he says, well, why, why now? You forgave me. You know, I'm never going to do it yeah. again. It meant nothing. You know, you just say, listen, I love you, but I do not trust you. And I hurt every single day. And yeah, I and I gotta give I gotta give myself the opportunity to not hurt. Exactly. No, yeah. I, and I and I know it's just the, that's the hard part that I guess I have to face. Too. Yeah. And you're not packing a bag. He's gonna move out. I know. I, I agree with you guys. And I guess it just and since I haven't really told anyone, I just needed to hear that. And also, it's embarrassing, time. right? It's embarrassing. It you you it just is. you just want it to go away. You just pretend like it didn't happen because you don't want to have to explain to your family, you know, why he moved yeah. out. And it's 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 yeah. it's so it's so gross. And it makes you you know if you think you feel bad about yourself now wait till you have to start telling people that you know he was sleeping with somebody and she messaged you on instagram like it's so defeating right but yeah. it's but oh, it's yeah. but but it's not like there there's no fault of yours there's no shame there's no embarrassment there's only moving forward and healing and yeah. you and you have to you have to understand that you can love somebody and not trust them but that relationship is not going to work yeah and you exactly. got to stop hurting yourself yeah, yeah, I gotta be, I gotta stop uh, being in dreamland with it. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you guys, and I, and again, I haven't told anyone, so it's nice to finally hear somebody and explain my situation to somebody. Yes, yeah. we got you. So Don't worry. You Anytime you need uh, you a pick me up or or an ear to listen to, you give us a call. Okay. Yeah. And you guys are the perfect people. I've been listening to you guys since I was thirteen. I'm now twenty seven. <laughs> So thank you guys so much wow. for everything. Well, we are sending you uh, so much love. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank and you're going to get through this, I promise, okay? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. <laughs> Anyone going to say anything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to get the air tested in this room or oh, something. Oh, why? What's going on? Something's happening in this room. Oh, no. That I can't explain. Are you like... Every time I walk in here. Yeah. Like 30, 45 minutes after I get here yeah. every day, yeah. I get congested and then my eyes start watering. Really? Huh? I don't know. But it doesn't happen it at all. It used to happen to me in the other studio. It doesn't happen when I'm in the car. It only happens here. Went, it's so funny you say that. I went through that for years in the other studio and everybody thought I was crazy. And then when I leave here. You're fine. Like 30 minutes later. Yeah. I'm all good. I yeah. only for the rest sneeze the when I'm in this room. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like my left eye is freaking watering like crazy today well, don't rub it. does it happen as soon as you walk in because you're the, always the first one here no like 30 45 minutes after really huh? yeah when does maury come in does it have anything to do with him do you think like he passes by you and you all of a sudden your eyes start hurting it's no, funny it's that not, happens it's... when i walk past matthew too <laughs> it's not maury at all it's not maury no for once <laughs> yeah something in this room Really, huh? Yeah. I wonder what that is. I don't file know. An HR I always think that it's some sort of like COVID cleaning thing that they started using during all that nonsense. Oh. That just that people can't handle some sort of spray or something. You know, like they that. still do that here, right? Do they? Yeah. Twice a Why? week. Why? They come in into all the studios here. Yeah. And in the hallways. Right. And they wear God the, knows this, what they're spraying. This mask. They, um, so they, sorry, like a full hazmat suit. Yeah. It looks like that scene in Breaking Bad. Right. And then they got the backpack. And they're spraying stuff in the air. Yeah. Like and I don't know if maybe yesterday, because every now and then yeah. I see them in the hallways, like getting their gear ready. Like wave roaches or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if yesterday was one of the days or overnight was, you know. And then they let, they just let you walk right in after them and put your lunch on the table. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. That sounds safe to me. So anyway. <laughs> Jesus. So what do we do about this? I don't know. I don't know. Do you need drops or something? What do you need? I don't think so. No. What fixes it? Anything? 
when I leave. When you leave, that's yeah. it. Time away. Like 30 minutes outside of this room. Yeah, it's crazy. Once I get out of the building. That's anyway. wild to me. You so, going to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just complain for five minutes. <laughs> but I'm fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, minus two is what it feels like right now. Two degrees is the high this afternoon. Uh, we are getting rain. That'll start anytime between one and two this afternoon. Jeez. And then uh, tomorrow, flurries. High of minus three. Saturday, six degrees. Sunday, six. Family day Monday. Windy with showers. High of six degrees. Oof. Perfect weather for the auto show. <laughs> the auto. What business you got at the auto show, Maureen? Yo, I'm going. Are you? Yeah. Why are you oh, going? My dad's going. Yeah. What am I missing out on? What's going on at the auto show? I think I, why do, is, I, do I need to be there now? This is the uh, the first one since before the pandemic. Matthew even saw some pictures. He's like, oh, it looks good this year. I'm like, like what? What? wait a second. Yeah, yeah, wait a yeah. second. Hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> do you want to go? No. Well, I've been before, but oh. like when I needed a car, uh-huh. but well, I, I don't, I don't cool regularly cars. go. Yeah, yeah, but they got ladies at the auto show? I don't think they do that anymore. But back in the day, they did. Oh, oh no, yeah. but to Shem's point, there are ladies walking around. Yeah, but they're like patrons. Okay, easy. It's not from you. It's not a men's only event. It's nice not the gentlemen's auto show. Nice cars, but hello, you. <laughs> yeah, like, are you talking about like if they have like, like bikini ladies who are like, look at this Taurus. No. <laughs> Taurus? What's or that? Tor- Look at this Kia. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't mean models. I just mean oh. pa- I, patrons. I mean patrons. Yeah. Oh, you oh, mean like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think people generally go to the auto show looking to. Maybe this is it though. Maybe that's the place to go. Is to pick the auto up? show? Yeah, because everything else is a disaster for people to try and pick up. Yeah, but right? you're, you're both looking at the same car, and then you lean over. You're like, huh? Uh, but also, you're in person, and you, uh, there's always something to talk about, and you can you know bump into people. There's mutual interests and yeah maybe yeah. maybe you do maybe you can pick up at the auto show i don't know if that's the it's intended what would your purpose. line be shem oh man i'm i'm terrible with lines yeah i would be like ooh, you like bread or something no. really awkward you like, like that you know what I mean? you stand by all the pickup trucks and you're like ah look at this pickup line oh my god maury step back maury <laughs> you are banned from the auto show sir. okay if your pickup line does not have something to do with a good wax job in it shem you failed <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't I listen, I haven't been in years, but what so what business do you have down there? What are you doing down yeah, there? My kid is into cars. So right? you're just gonna go look loves, at shiny cars? Loves cars. I know they have like a, a big um like a Hot Wheels display. Because yeah. they have one of the life size Hot Wheels cars right. there. Yeah. So Jenna and I are taking Isn't a life size Hot Wheels car just a regular car? No, no, no. With like no, I think they have the uh, Star Wars Darth Vader car there. Oh, so not like because when I had Hot Wheels, they were just smaller versions of oh, regular no, no, cars. No, 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 like souped <laughs> up, like like the the specialty, like the novelty ones. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So you it's want not me like, to put you in touch with my dad? You can all go. You can go with the Shermans. It's not like a like a Crown Victoria or something like that. No, like not it's a, a regular. It's not a regular oh, car. Oh, no, no, no. okay. It's okay. not a Taurus. Okay, I'm like I could go on my street <laughs> and see large versions of dinky cars. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> They're just called cars. Yeah, but everyone's going. Shem's going to pick up. Frank That's and Donna crazy. are going. Are you going, Maury? What are you going for? No, I'm not going. Oh, okay. I'm just providing my dad parking. Oh. Oh, because he parks at your place and then just walks over. Yeah, but he's like beyond excited. Really? 
Yeah. Does he go to pick up too? Matthew, of all people, Matthew was like, it looks pretty good. (laughs) Bring me to the Russian cars. (laughs) (laughs) What's his car's name? Rita? Yeah. I'm going to need a lot. Guys, I know it's 2023, but I'm I'm going to need a lot of, okay? (laughs) Isn't that what those Russian cars are called? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, anyway, have fun at the auto show. Thanks, I don't man. know, man. You're super late. You want to go? We'll pick, come no, pick you I'm up. No, I'm good. No. Are you sure? Yeah. I got extra room in the Honda Pilot. <laughs> I, I don't no? need <laughs> No, I'm good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I almost, uh, uh, I've been trying to kidnap that cat in the backyard. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was. she let me pet her yesterday. Did she? Yeah, yeah. Before you fed her. So I went and I sat out back and then I had her food in my hand. I had a handful of like dry food. Remind everyone again, how long has this been going on This has now been going on for, I'm going to say, well over a month. And it's just a stray cat in the neighborhood. Stray cat in the neighborhood. That's where we get most of our cats. I think we've had now five cats that lived in the house that have just been yard cats. Yeah. That we just, you know, eventually get friendly enough with them and then kidnap them, Mm -hmm. right? Because they have terrible lives. They're all banged up and they got holes in their ears from fights and everything else mm-hmm. um so i made and this one is so little like she's so small and i don't know what i'm gonna do with her when i when i do catch her Have but you named her yet no i haven't named her um but uh but i went and i sat out uh i went and sat out back and then i had the food and then i put the food down on the just thing. regular kitty regular litter? Yeah. not litter sorry yeah, yeah just cat regular food. yeah it's regular cat food okay i mean it's expensive premium cat food mm. for a, like you know what i mean like yeah. she's getting the good stuff and i don't think she recognizes that she's getting the good stuff girl right like she grateful. she thank you yeah. thank you she almost like she left three and then as she was walking away i threw the three at her yeah right like you better eat this yeah and then she turned around and ate them yeah <laughs> right fine but she let me pass her yesterday oh, yeah progress. yeah so i was just like sort of rubbing her back and like her head and stuff like this she and, uh no no but because, at that point yeah if she trusted you enough for you to be able to pet her yeah you just snatch her up and bring her inside it's hard to snatch up a cat man oh. like it's tough they're fast. Well, then yeah. Why don't you put like, like a line of the food so it goes into the house we that we caught two kittens in the backyard like in a cartoon yeah, yeah, like a trail. My, uh, we caught two kittens that uh, went and lived with my brother um, in in his place, Beans and Weenie, uh-huh. and uh, well, we caught them um, Elmer Fudd style with like a box and a stick. Yeah. <laughs> like you know where you prop up the top of the box yeah. with a stick and a string, and we put food in there, and wait for them to go in, and we pull the string. Yeah, Elmer Fudd style. That's how we got two kittens. But then, how do they? How are you able to to grab them after? Because you you put oven mitts on. And then you lift the box up a tiny little bit, and then you just reach right in oh. and and grab them with oven mitts. Because like they could like with a little oh, sharp claws, the babies get you right. They destroy you, yeah, destroy you. And then you got to lock them in the bathroom for a week and what? all this other stuff. That yeah, sounds I know, listen, it's all part of the process, Maury. Okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Good, thanks. Aaron, text it in. Mm-hmm. With a wonderful text, by the way. Okay. I think this You're is welcome. great. I think this is great and deserves to be celebrated okay. and shared with the Razamoka family listening right now. Here's what Aaron said I do a lot of driving for work. I often listen to the Razamoka show. And I got to tell you, I really love Mocha. Oh. Not in a way cool. like, do you like Mocha more than Shem? But I just love him. What do you mean? Do you like Mocha more than Shem? No, what do I have to do with it? <laughs> Why am I not in because, the mix? Well, that's just it. You guys only ever ask, do you like Roz or do you like Mocha? No, the question like, is, who's your favorite you between Roz and Mocha? The question is, who's your favorite? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, but why don't you include Shem? It's not, it's not how the game works. There's rules to this, lady. <laughs> yeah, but Shem's on the show, too. Yeah. <laughs> so is Maury. <laughs> Sorry, Maury. I know. Oh, no. Poor Maury. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't go to you, man. This was never going to work out in your favor, yeah. bro. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't want to go home wondering. Sometimes, well, don't wonder. Don't Maury- you're not, like... You're going to go home Do you not understand at this point right now more that, like, if we did ask her to rank, you're most likely going to be last? Yeah, but I'd rather be last than not on the list. Well, we'll always, we'll always be inclusive, right? That's that's the way of the world these days. We don't want to uh, not, no, 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 not no, on we, this show, honey. Yeah, we, we, we exclude Shem and Maury okay. from this. Yeah. <laughs> excluded, excluded. Wow. All Black right. History Month, eh, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Shem, don't do that. Come on, man. I feel bad. That's a joke, bro. Come on, come on. Between Shem Yeah, between. Okay, why is okay? Um, uh, who's your favorite on the show, and why is it Shem? <laughs> is that better? Amen. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. <laughs> Aaron, thank you for listening to the Raz and Mocha Show. We love you right back. We appreciate the time. Uh, that you get to share with us and that we get to share with you. And we will ask you the official and the only way the question (laughs) is ever asked on the show. But between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Obviously, Mocha. Why did you ask? She said it (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) like... You needed that reassurance. I love you, Aaron. Okay, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Essie. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, Roz and Mocha. Welcome to uh, Fix My Life. What do you need help with? What's going on? Okay, Um. well, it's so hard to leave work and afford life. So it's time to make some changes. It is hard. Uh, you wrote this, Razamoka fixed my life. I moved to Canada in 2011, spent about five years in Ontario, then decided to move to Alberta in 2016, Edmonton first, and then eventually Calgary. Spent four years total in Alberta and decided to move back to Ontario because I wanted to be closer to my family. Uh, my job in Cal- Calgary paid decent money that I was able to afford a nice apartment with a roommate. I moved here with the same um, job back to Ontario and got an apartment. My expenses increased six significantly more than doubled and now i can barely afford to live on one income so i guess it's decision time move back to calgary or downsize to a one bedroom or get a second job i need to make a decision fast because things can't remain as is damn uh, how old are you i i'm 35 uh-huh. okay. and yeah. you're single no kids nothing like that right nothing like that okay, single, so no kid, yeah have you done your financials to figure out what you actually can afford um, so my income, I can afford to live here, but in the past two years that I've lived here, yeah. I have saved nothing. Yeah. So gotcha. that's basically, a problem. yeah, that's a problem. That is, that's a huge problem. Yeah. This is one right. of those things, Essie, that if we had the answer to this, we could fix many lives. <laughs> right. Not just, um, not just yours. That is right. the, that is the reality of moving from a place like, you know, Edmonton or Calgary back to a city, you know, like Toronto, which is just yeah. so grossly expensive. I, you, you're sort of, I don't even know what the word is. It's like, you don't live here. You just sort of exist here. Exist you here, know? right. And, yeah. and there's not a lot of life to be lived. And if you have good friends that you can hang out with and, and, 
do things for no money and just go and hang out in an apartment and watch some Netflix and get a bottle of wine between you, you can, you can enjoy yourself and you can enjoy right. the company, but when yeah. you, but, but you're only looking at that day, you, yeah. you, there's, it's impossible for somebody in your situation to start looking towards the future because, exactly. because there is no future because you are going to be living hand to mouth every single day that you live. Exactly. Here, right? right. Hey, when yeah. you were living out West, were you um, able to save at all? I was. So, yeah. okay. So here's the thing. Like I had a roommate yeah. and at that time when we got, we got a two bedroom, two bathroom apartment in Calgary for about $1,100. So wow. saying like five, $550 on rent alone, then maybe bills you maybe another 200. So I was like under a thousand dollars here. My first apartment, <laughs> let's just say started at almost $2,000. So yeah. it's, so it's crazy so i was able to save significantly and i moved before because of family i really really do love being close to family but sometimes it's like did i make the right choice should i have stayed should i have gotten a like you get what i mean to so just yeah. all over the place <laughs> if you were to stay where you are now yeah. and let's say get a roommate would you be able to save money that way i will but i live in a one bedroom Gotcha. Um, yeah. Apartment, so I can share it with somebody, and then to get a room, if if <laughs> if if I have to get a roommate, I have to move, and it's it's like people actually say I have a deal with my current rent at this place, so it's almost like if I leave here, I'm gonna lose something good. So it's yeah. like there's no winning. <laughs> oh, girl, it's 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 tough. To, <laughs> when you look at other big cities. And people yeah. always people always compare, you know, like Toronto to New York and, and all this right. stuff. The difference is, is that you can like if you're working in New York City, you right. can you can move to New Jersey and get a very reasonably priced place and you could be in the city on the train in no time. Yeah. The, the problem with Toronto is that you look at Toronto and you start sort of expanding outside of, of the downtown and yeah. you, you have to go extremely far right. before you can like there is no equivalent of. Of, yeah. I'm going to move a 25 minute train ride away and, you know, cut my expenses in half. Like that doesn't exist no. here. No. It's just, it's, it is it expanded so far that it's almost impossible now to move to a place that right. you could afford and still, yeah. com- and still commute in. It can be done for sure. Right. Yeah. But it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and what and, you're, and uh, what you end up saving or you think you're saving, you're spending on, like, transit, right? Exactly. And the, the, yeah. the cost of food is still going up, <laughs> yeah. so it's not yeah. like you move outside of the city and the cost of food is going to be different. No. Um, exactly. <laughs> like, would you be willing to move somewhere cheaper to save for a little bit before being so, able to come I back? Actually, or I actually did look, like, basically, I was, like, looking in the Kitchener area, like, the rent difference is, like, $100, $200. So it doesn't make that... Yeah. That's that much of a difference mm-hmm. with what I'm currently paying. How long how long are you willing to commute? Like if you took the train, how long are so you willing to sit the, on a train for? The, the the good part about my situation is I'm completely remote. I finally landed a remote job at, oh! my, at my work. Yeah. So Girl. that's why I am flexible now to make a decision. Here, okay, here's what here's what I would do. Here's what I would yeah. do is I would first thing I would do is I would grab not a not a go train map. I would grab a via map. Okay. okay. And I would sort of trace north, south, east, and west, depending on how far that via line goes, right? Right. And I would start going east. 
because okay. sort of like farther east is where you're going to get, you know, some sort of deals. Like if you get around to like Coburg and stuff like that. Right. Okay. That, okay. Is, that is still even if you are that far out, like Bowmanville, Coburg area. OK, right. that yeah. is, that is still it's it's one hour on the train to get you back downtown Toronto. OK. Right. Okay. And you can afford to live out there. And especially oh. if you're working remotely and it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's beautiful, and there's every, and there's everything you need, or even go a little bit farther, right? Or go in a different okay. direction. But that's what I think you need to do because you can yeah. you can still get into the city in an hour, but your right. your life is going to be much better. You're still going to feel close. You can still come in in the morning and, and spend the day with your family and go home that evening, even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but that's you can't but you can't live like this. No, I can't. Okay. No. Awesome. I never thought about that, but yeah. I probably will do that because um, yeah, I've been only looking at this one axis. So maybe I should look at no. other access and see how. Does that help, Essie? No, it helps a lot. Oh, Absolutely. girl. Yeah, okay. it, it actually helps just talking about it because I, it's been yeah. bottling in and then just hearing other people's thoughts. It's perfect. So thank you so much you're the best. for you're taking welcome. the time to talk to me. Oh, we'll always have time for you, Essie. Thank you very much for reaching out. We love you. I love you too. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.